Nothing nurtures the world above better than the soil below, and that's why I am so excited to introduce you to Coast of Maine. Coast of Maine is an organic soil brand that offers a full range of products designed to cover all of your garden and lawn needs. In years past, my vegetable garden, I neglected the soil and I didn't have much yield. If your soil lacks appropriate nutrients for success, your garden may not succeed. And so this year, I am so excited to cultivate the soil before planting the plants with Coast of Maine's organic products. Coast of Maine believes in nurturing relationships with local retailers, so next time you're at your local retailer, look for Coast of Maine products. Get growing. Visit coastofmaine.com to find a local retailer near you, coastofmaine.com. You're listening to episode 44 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. You are listening to the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast, a show about living simply and sustainably with your family. Here's your host, Stephanie Safarian. Hi there. This episode is all about retribution after a damning iTunes review. That's right. I received my first one-star iTunes review last week. As this podcast grows and as more listeners tune in, it's impossible for me to please everybody, even though I really do try. (laughs) I'm not going to read this one-star review on the air today, but essentially, the review argued that I promote the consumption of meat and dairy. After I read this review, I'll admit it, I wallowed. I have never in my entire life been good at receiving criticism. After I wallowed for a while, I also scoffed because I have been a vegetarian for 18 years and counting. After a day or two of wallowing and scoffing, I decided to look at this criticism objectively and critically. Here's what I decided. I have created a podcast largely about sustainability. However, in 42 episodes, I have not yet once discussed the importance of going meat and dairy-free. So in this, I agree with my one-star iTunes review. I have dropped the ball. That's where today's episode comes in. This episode is all about incremental, keyword, incremental steps towards meat-free living. Because full disclosure, if you're an uber vegan and you are crossing your fingers and crossing your toes, hoping that I'm going to tell everyone today To become a vegan in five minutes, it's just not going to happen because that's not the way I best believe that lasting change occurs. So first off, a few things about my family. I am a vegetarian. I have been a vegetarian since I was 16 years old. I do the vast majority of cooking in my household, and as such, my two young daughters are vegetarians, and my husband eats a mostly vegetarian diet, and we all eat vegan dishes once or twice a week. On today's episode, I am giving you my best tips that I've learned from 18 years as an advocate for animal rights, welfare, and sustainability. Today, I have also created a list of my favorite and tried and true vegetarian and vegan recipes that I am giving away for free to my listeners. So 
If you think that going meat and dairy free or meat and dairy less sounds great, but you don't know where to start, start with my family recipes. They are good. They are so good, in fact, that my two young kids and my carnivorous husband eats them happily. You can find them at mamaminimalist.com forward slash zero four four. All right, enough talking. Let's get straight into my tips. Tip number one is to get yourself educated. Maybe you know already that the meat and dairy industries are bad. We've heard that before. They're bad. But maybe you don't know exactly how bad from an environmental standpoint. Here's the truth. Avoiding meat and dairy is the single best way to reduce your environmental impact on the planet. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, but I buy grass-fed beef and wild-caught fish and organic eggs. All these adjectives, the grass-fed, the wild-caught, the organic, the free-range, all these adjectives connote just a slightly worse impact on the environment. The best thing you can do is to avoid these products all together because the farmland it takes to raise that livestock could be reduced by more than 75%, which is the equivalent of the United States, China, the European Union, and Australia combined if everybody went vegan. The meat and dairy industries contribute to deforestation and greenhouse gases and loss of biodiversity. We could go on and on and on about the terrible effects of meat consumption. However, the bottom line is this. You can use as many reusable shopping bags at the supermarket. You can brew your coffee at home in your reusable mug. You can keep the heat off until November 1st like my family does. But all of those lifestyle changes are fruitless if you don't seriously limit or eliminate your meat and dairy intake. Now, there's also the animal cruelty aspect. If you're interested in learning more, I suggest you watch a documentary or two or three. There are tons of good ones out there these days, and if you are a Netflix subscriber, there are at least five that I can think of that are free and streaming. My sister found herself watching one of these documentaries, and it impacted her so greatly as she watched another and then another. All the education she gained from these documentaries informed her decision to ultimately also become vegetarian. So I will link to a list of my sister-approved documentaries in the show notes. My second tip for going meat and dairy-free or meat and dairy-less is to embrace the substitutes. This tip is especially prevalent for families like mine, where you have a carnivore who's reluctant to become fully vegetarian. Now, when I say substitutes, I'm really not talking about tofu. Although if you like tofu, go ahead and eat it. I'm talking about the stuff that wannabe vegetarians may not even know about. The great thing about the supermarket today, I love to bash the supermarket, but the great thing about the supermarket today is that most supermarkets carry an awful lot of really good substitutes. So my husband's favorite substitute is seitan, aka cooked gluten. 
So if you're a celiac, obviously stay away. But everybody else, get to the supermarket and buy it. Stat. Seitan has the consistency of meat. So any meal with seitan is bound to please even the most carnivorous of carnivores. In today's freebie, I offer up my family's recipe for barbecue seitan sandwiches, and they are to die for. So check it out. Check out the recipe and check out seitan. There's also this amazing new veggie burger company called Beyond Meat. I swear, I'm not getting paid to say this, but I am just a huge fan. Beyond Meat makes the absolute best veggie burger I've ever had because the veggie burger replicates the size, the consistency, and the taste of beef without beef. Now, I know they also sell, I believe it's sausages. I have not tried them. Um, And I'm not a big fan of all the plastic packaging that they package their amazing burgers in. But if you're just dabbling your toes in meatless living, I totally suggest you try out Beyond Meat Veggie Burgers. Now, when it comes to dairy, there are an awful lot of great options in the supermarket. So dairy-free ice cream, ice cream made either with soy or with coconut milk, has just enough sugar to still be really darn good. Is it going to taste exactly like ice cream? No, but in my opinion, it's definitely good enough. The same goes with milk. Almond or soy milk tastes not so much different if you're putting it in cereal. tastes a little different in coffee. It tastes no different in recipes. So although there are still issues in terms of sustainability, especially with almond milk, if you're looking to go dairy-free and you're looking to swap out one thing at a time, try some almond milk. The only problem that I have seen and continue to see in terms of substitutes is cheese. To my knowledge and to my taste buds, there is no dairy-free cheese substitute on the market that actually tastes like cheese. If you were a vegan and you were listening to this episode and you are screaming at your radio right now saying, heck no, there's this and that, uh, let me know because I would love a great dairy-free cheese. I can't find one. Kite Hill comes closest, but still there's just something cheesy that's missing. So strategy two is to embrace substitutes. There are a lot of good ones out there. Don't be afraid. Just try them. Stephanie tip number three is actually Stacy Ducharme's tip, which is to meal plan. Now, I know how most of us plan our family's meals. We pick the protein first, and then we supplement that meat or fish with a side dish or two. Because the protein, that meat, that fish, is the star of the show. It's the star of the plate. So if I ask you to forego that meat your anxiety undoubtedly rises because you have no idea how to plan a meal without the star of the show. That's understandable. I get it. I was there once. This is what you do. You meal plan the heck out of your weeks. Now, episode 38 of this podcast with Stacey Ducharme makes meal planning foolproof. Go back, listen to episode 38, incorporate Stacey's strategies. 
And as you plan the meals for your week, you are ensuring that you won't be caught off guard as things inevitably come up during the week. Now that leads me to strategy number four, which is if you're not ready to just jump right into never eating meat and dairy again, strategy four is to pick one day a week and go vegan. Meat-free Mondays are a thing. Jump on the bandwagon, hashtag the heck out of your meal, and post it on social media. Find your tribe, find people on the same journey as you, and go for it. Perhaps Mondays are the day that as you're meal planning, you decide you are not serving meat and you are not cooking with dairy. If you get in the habit of cooking vegan one night a week, you are rapidly going to gain the confidence to be able to do it two times a week, three times a week, five times a week, because not only are you going to gain the confidence, you're also going to gain the skills. Another tip here is to find a vegetarian or vegan chef that you love, invest in their cookbooks, and try them out one by one, kind of like that Julia Child's movie where the woman goes through and cooks every Julia Child's recipe. Same deal, except now you're doing it sustainably. I really love Issa Chandra. I will link to her cookbooks in the show notes. She is just this phenomenal vegan chef. And not only do her recipes taste good, but most importantly for me as a busy mom, her recipes are generally quite simple. So even the least adept chef can execute her recipes with ease. One final tip here is this. If you are living in an urban environment, certainly in a suburban environment, most likely, and even a rural environment that's not completely apart from civilization, you can go out to dinner. So that is a criticism I hear often, which is, oh, but if I'm going vegetarian or vegan, I can never go out to dinner again. And oh, that sounds terrible. I'm never going to do it. Don't find yourself down that rabbit hole because, again, what's wonderful about 21st century American living is that as a vegetarian, you can go to mostly any restaurant and find something really good to eat. Most chefs have at least one vegetarian dish on the menu. This rule doesn't apply for Brazilian steakhouses, but for any other type of restaurant, you can find a vegetarian dish on the menu. Vegetarianism does not mean giving up your food culture. It does not mean being hungry all the time. It means being more ethical and intentional with your eating choices. Now, the restaurant rule does not so much apply for veganism. I live in the Northeast, which is, I think, ahead of the curve in terms of food diversity. Even still, and despite my location, there are often times I go out to eat and cannot find a suitable vegan meal or any vegan meal on the menu. So if you are just ready to jump into veganism, be aware. Before you go out to dinner, check that menu online. Make sure there's something you can eat. And if not, plan accordingly. All right, so there you have it, my best tips for going meat and dairy free or 
meat, and dairy less. My family's recipes are available for you and are waiting for you to try at mamaminimalist.com forward slash zero four four. If you try them, I would so appreciate it if you sent me a quick note and told me how they go for you. Now, next week, we are back to our regularly scheduled programming. We are back to interviewing, and we are discussing the importance of morning routines as a means of making our days go more smoothly, or at least not completely wrong. I will see you then. Take care.